powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. Screen, Come on, everybody, let's stand together. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, speak to us now. Do what you do when you do how you do it because you do it so well. We invite you in. Somebody say, Lord, I invite you in. Lord, take over and move by your spirit right now. Have your way and get the glory out of this message. Get the glory out of this experience in Jesus' name. I need you to praise God for five seconds right there. Come on. In this building and online. Come on, five. I need to hear you. Four. Three. Why am I praising him? You're getting your spirit ready because you're about to hear a word that's going to change your world. Three. Two. One. Somebody holler, yes, Lord. Let's go to work, guys. I need to welcome you once again, in case you don't know, to 2021. This will not be a repeat of any previous year in your life. This is the year you're going to set it off. And I taught you there's several definitions to that, but essentially all of those definitions boil down to one thing. One thing can change what? Everything. Somebody say that with me. Say one thing can change everything. Say it with me. Say one thing can change everything. I need you to get that deep down on the inside, so I'm going to ask you to say it again, but I'm going to ask you to put your first name on it first. Say your name. Say one thing this year that you do differently is going to change everything for you. You're about to go from the bottom to the top, from the tail to the head, from struggling to success, from renting to owning, from being the, the borrower to the lender. Somebody say, this is the year I set it off. 
Wednesday's message was this, what's taking so long? And that's a question that all of us have asked ourselves from time to time. God, what's taking so long? And here's why sometimes we think things are taking so long. We live in a microwave culture. What does that mean? Everything I want, I get it immediately. Guess what? Now you don't have to go to a movie. The movie can be watched on demand by, by a brand new release. Now, you don't have to actually bake a potato and get the oven ready. You can put a potato in the microwave, and in five minutes, you've got a pseudo-baked potato. Here's the problem. If I rush the process, then the product ain't going to be the same. Uh, and for some of you, I need you to not think something was wrong that it takes taking longer than you think. I need you to realize God says, I want yours to be the real thing, not a fake. Because things are often imitated but never duplicated. And since you're the real thing, I took you through a real process. Don't compare yourself to somebody else that's a shooting star. Shooting stars fall fast. You ain't falling when you get up there. I need for somebody in this building and somebody online to say, thank God for my delay. Thank God. Listen, it just seems like it's taking a long time because we're used to getting everything right when we want it. I want it now. I want my money. I want it now. I want a new body. I want it now. I, I, want, I, 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 want, I want this. I want it now. I want this. I want it now. I want that. I want it now. And because we want everything right now, we think things are taking longer when really it's the appropriate amount of time. It's the appropriate process. It's the appropriate, watch me, it's the appropriate delay. Somebody say, I'm right on time. Uh -uh, say that with some strength and authority. Say, I'm right on time. We looked at the children of Israel, how when they came out of 430 years of Egyptian slavery, after that, where did they go? They went to the Red Sea. Pharaoh's behind them. Pharaoh's chasing them. And the Bible says that the Lord hardens Pharaoh's heart. Stop. It was the Lord that made Pharaoh deal with them harshly. Let me help you understand something. Sometimes you look at some of the stuff you deal with and some of the people you deal with, and you say, God, why is it that I have to deal with that? Sometimes it is the Lord that makes it difficult for you because there's something in the difficulty that you need to extract. You missed what I just said. David had to deal with Saul, and Saul literally sat on the throne and threw his javelin at him and tried to kill him multiple times. Check this out. But David remained faithful even though he was serving a leader that wanted to see him die. It was David that said, touch not my, prof uh, touch not my anointing to do my prophets no harm. He was talking about King Saul. He was talking about King Saul. When King Saul, uh, they were saying, well, let's take him out. Look at how he's been treating you, David. And David said, don't you mess with Saul because there's something, watch me, even in my suffering that I need. Even though Saul's not treating me right, there's something I'm learning from the process. And for some of you, there's some situations that have not been fair, that have not been right, that have not been just, that have happened to you. And God says, you needed to go through that because there's something you're learning in your process you're going to need when you get to your promise. Y'all ain't going to talk to me right there. What am I learning? David, had he never been able to deal with the rejection from Saul, when the men spoke of stoning him, he would have lost his mind. In other words, if David hadn't gone through a process where his father even rejected him, when the people rejected him, he wouldn't have been able to handle it. What you trying to tell me, Bishop? Everything you've been through has been necessary, even the harsh parts. Even the difficult parts, even the rough parts, I need you to just lift one of your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for my difficult moments. Y'all ain't talking to me. Say, thank you, Jesus, for my challenging moments. It was God that hardened Pharaoh's heart because there was something they needed to learn. Moses, you need to learn how to deal with difficult people. Because if you don't learn how to deal with difficult people, Moses, when these people get difficult with you, you're going to become them. And I need you not to become the situation you're dealing with. 
I need you not to take on the spirit of the circumstances that you're dealing with. It's very easy to become what it is that you're challenged with. So now because what you're dealing with is difficult, you take on its spirit so you become difficult to deal with. Because who you're dealing with has a bad attitude. Now you match their attitude. Now realize it, it ain't for you. If you got to keep being the bigger person, maybe you need to get away from little people. I'm going to preach at this 11.15. You ain't got to come with me, but I'm going up by myself. I need you to open your mouth and say, this is the year I set it off. I set it off. Moses, you need to learn how to deal with a hardened heart Pharaoh because you're going to deal with some people that are hard-headed and stiff-necked. And if you do not know how to deal with them, it's going to wear you at and it's going to wear you down. And I don't need you failing. I don't need you going back to what it is I delivered you from. I don't need you in the same mess. I don't need you in the same junk. I don't need you in the same drama. Say, this is the year I set it off. Say, this is the year I set it off. So check it out. So they come out of 430 years of bondage. So then the Lord hardens Pharaoh's heart. Pharaoh chases them. And here's what he does. He puts them in a tight spot. Listen, it was God that allowed Pharaoh to back them up against the wall. For many times, you're like, God, why am I in this situation? Can I help you? God specializes in situations where there is no way unless he makes a way. Old school church used to say he makes a way out of no way. What does that mean? I don't know how we going to do it. I just know that at the end of this, there's a W for me. What's a W? A win? I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know that 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 he's going to do it. Why? He's never failed me yet. So we're facing the Red Sea. I mean, they're facing the Red Sea. Pharaoh's behind them. They're facing the Red Sea. And the Lord says, why are you crying out to me? Go forward. What do you mean go forward, God? Listen, there's two million plus people, a mixed multitude. You got some people that are younger. Some people that are not as young as they used to be. You got some people that are infants. You got babies. You got, you got, you got cattle. You got gold. You got clothes. You got a lot of stuff you're trying to get. We're supposed to get in this water? No, Moses. No, Moses. What I need you to do is lift your hand. Because <laughs> when you lift your hands, your worship, Moses, is going to cause a storm to come. And I'm going to use a storm to part the Red Sea. The Bible says that the Lord sends a wind. It's a storm. He sends a storm to part the Red Sea. Check this out. Oftentimes, God, here's the answer to your prayers, a challenge. Sometimes the answer to your prayers to get through is a storm because a storm is going to clear the path. See, there are certain people where you knew you were going to have to cut them off. He sent a storm, so they left. Ah! There are certain things that you knew you were going to have to deal with. He sent a storm, so God says, I'm going to clear the way. You ain't going to have to deal with her trifling ratchet behind no more. I feel like preaching at this 11.15. Somebody say, the storm cleared the way. So a storm clears the way. The Lord vaporizes the water. They walk across on dry land. The Bible says that the water comes back and drowns Pharaoh's army. But guess who's still alive? Pharaoh. Pharaoh's still alive, even though his army is dead. Here's the principle. Many times when people try to come against you, they will click up and group up with people. And they will create a little coalition against you. And even though you were the one that introduced them all, all of a sudden now, now they're sitting up talking about you. Now they're running their mouth about you. You got to be careful sometimes because, listen, whenever you're strong, sometimes people don't love you, they love your strength. You got to be careful when people say they love you. What is it you love? Do you love me or is it you love what I do for you? Do you love me or you love how I make you feel? Do you love me or you love the way I handle business? Because there's a difference between loving me and loving what I do. Because if you love what I do, if I don't do what I do, then you won't love me after I stop doing what I did. So, so the Lord drowns Pharaoh's army. And when he drowns Pharaoh's army, check this out. When he drowns Pharaoh's army, watch me, their whole little clique dies. 
The whole little clique is broken apart. And many times God will allow there to be alliances built that seemingly are built against you. And I need you to not worry about them because God says I'm, the thing they thought was going to take you out is going to be the thing that takes them out. Their little alliance ain't going to last. I need somebody in here or somebody online where you've had some people try to team up against you. And here's the sad part. Some of them were your own flesh and blood and they tried to team up against you. But I'm here to tell you, God says what they thought was going to take you out is going to be the thing that takes them out. He's about to make them wish they never put their mouth on you. So he drowns Pharaoh's army and he makes Pharaoh watch. Check this out. I said this at the 915. Let's be honest. How many of us in here, how many of us online, online would be handed the building, raise your hand, but let me tell you why. You've ever had somebody where you like God, listen, I love God, love people, love life, but Lord, I want you to hurt who hurt me. Anybody ever been like that? If you've never done that, I just don't know. I don't know. We've, if you've never been there, you have a special type of something. I don't know what it is, but it's special. We have all had moments. We're like, God, who hurt me? Lord, I'm going to need you. Look, Lord, you ain't got to kill them, but let them break a foot, bust a toe, trip and fall, bust a kneecap, give them gout, do something, Lord. I, actually, this happened to people all the time, Lord. Can we be honest? Let's just have an honest moment. You're a bishop for me. You can keep it real so you can heal. You ever had a moment where you're like, God, if you could just help out who hurt me, and by help out, I mean hurt. Ooh, y'all gonna leave me hanging like that? 15. Okay. Come on, my digital family ain't gonna do that to me. No, my digital family's waving. And so the majority of us are. Okay, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Sometimes God won't do anything. And you'll think that he's letting who harmed you get away with it. To the point to where you'll think, God, well, if you ain't gonna fight for me, I probably need to fight for myself. And some of you, watch me, you just don't understand how he fights. He plays chess with himself. So the way God fights is not how you fight. You fight and want to look at him on the floor down for the count. That's not what he did with Pharaoh. He put Pharaoh on the side and said, I'm going to kill your army, your little clique, your little crew, your little group. I'm going to break that up. And then I'm going to watch you make them. I'm going to make you watch them cross over. In other words, I'm going to leave your enemy alive and well so that they can watch you get on the other side of what it is that was trying to stop you. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop, don't get even? What are you trying to tell me, don't clap back? What are you trying to tell me, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. God says, I will handle them in such a way to where they will have to look at you winning. And for some of you don't even know, they don't like your stuff, but they look at your stuff. Mm. They don't comment on your stuff, but they soul catching your stuff. Why? And they're watching you win. And I don't need you to have malice. I don't need you to have a bitterness about yourself. I just need you to say, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side. I... So they cross over. Moses now, who's in charge, he ends up dying. The scripture says that it was supposed to be an 11-day journey. 11, it means chaos, confusion, and disorder. He said, the short way, the shortest way to get them there is going to be a way where there's chaos, confusion, and disorder. That's what 11 means in the Bible. Take this out. But he says they're not able to handle that level of warfare because they're going to see the warfare and want to go back. Let me help everybody understand something. Whenever you see chaos, confusion, disorder, and warfare, listen, if you abort that, you're going to have to take the longer route. I'm going to say it again so you get it. If you, Because here's what a lot of people are like, Lord, I just want peace. 
He'll give you peace and surpasses all understanding. It does not mean that what you're dealing with is peaceful. I need y'all to hear what I'm saying. Whenever you see chaos, confusion, and disorder, I need you to just keep on walking, keep on moving through it. Why? Because this is the shortcut. And for some of you, watch me, in the first 17 days of this year, God has already offered you a shortcut. Now, he said, you can run from this or you can run through this, but I'm trying to get you there faster. I wish there was somebody in this building and somebody online that would lift your hands and say, I'll take the shortcut. Say it again, I'll take the shortcut. But they didn't want the shortcut. So they had to take a longer route. Say a longer route. When they take the longer route, um, they end up, uh, it, it, wasn't gonna, it wasn't supposed to be 40 years, but it ended up taking 40 years. Moses ends up sending some spies. Say spies. And the spies were 12 leaders. They were 12 leaders that were around Moses but were nothing like Moses. Let that be a lesson for every leader. And just because people are around you does not mean that they have acquiesced and assimilated. And sometimes you can think you're an ineffective leader because you have ineffective followers. You are not responsible for what the people you lead do with what you lead them to. So here it is, Moses now, he sends out 12 leaders. They're 12 leaders, and, and they go to spy out the land. They spy out the land. When they spy out the land, they, they, they say, ooh, the land is big. It's got big old grapes. Look like a good land. It's good land. It's good land. But we can't do it. We're like grasshoppers in our own sight. But Joshua and Caleb, two of the ten, had a good report. They said, we are well able. They said, and their protection there, who's they? Our enemy's protection, there were seven nations. Mm, seven nations. They said, their protection has fled from them. And we are well able. Let's do this. Somebody said, let's do this. But the ten poisoned the crowd. The ten poisoned the crowd. Because the ten got the multitude of people to say, we can't do this. Oh, no, we ain't going to be able to do this. We ain't going to be able to do this. We ain't going to be able to do this. We ain't going to be able to do this. And so what ends up happening is that the Lord says that they begin to complain. And he says, for every day you complain, you're going to spend one year wandering. All right? All right? So 40 days of complaining, God says, you're going to have 40 days of wandering. Here's what we need to do right now in the middle of this message. How many of us can be honest that we've spent some days complaining? Now, check this out. Whenever you find yourself negative or complaining or murmuring or anything like that, what you got to do is make sure you catch it and kill it. Mm -mm. Somebody say catch it and kill it. It's human to, to want to complain when things are challenging, but I need you to catch it and kill it. Say it with me, catch it and kill it. That's a media term that means whenever there's a story that needs to be squashed, that they catch the story, then they kill the story. And I'm so glad that God caught and killed some stories about you. I'm so glad that when people were trying to put your business out in the street, God caught it and killed it. When they tried to set you up and scandalize your name, he caught it and killed it. And what they meant for evil, somebody said, he turned it for my good. Let's repent, Father, in Jesus' name, right now. We repent right now. We repent right now, God. Right now in this place. For every day we complain. For every day we were negative. For every day... Lord, that we did not speak your word. Fill our mouth with your word. Fill our mouth with words of life. We will speak life over our situation. We will speak life over our own lives. Forgive us for every day we complain and we catch it and we kill it and we declare no more delay because of our complaining. No more delay because of our complaining. If you believe that, I need you to praise God right there. 
Come on, 1115. Praise God right there. <laughs> so, so you fast forward. The children of Israel, they were rebellious. They were stiff-necked. They were very difficult to deal with, which is why he needed to deal with Pharaoh. Now listen to me. There are some things where you think are unfair and unjust and not right. And listen, here it is. And you're reaping something you never sowed. But if you don't learn how to deal with that, when you confront it later on, you're going to lose your mind. Children of Israel, they were like, one day they were like, we're hungry. We need some bread. You brought us out here to kill us. The Lord sends down manna from heaven. Everybody say manna. Yes. Literally, bread rains down. Bread rains down. It's called angel food. That's where we get the term angel food cake from. It, it rains down. Manna is referred to as angel food. And one of the Hebrew translations says, what is this? In other words, God, we've never seen you provide like this before. We, we, we thought bread had to come from ovens. We didn't know it could come from heaven. In other words, what are you trying to tell me? Sometimes God says, listen, I'm going to provide for you from a place you never expected. Somebody going to send you money and you don't even know who they are. I wish you. Somebody's about to pay your legal bills. They're going to call your attorney and pay your legal bills and they don't even know who you are. I wish I had somebody that heard the word of the Lord in this place today. Somebody say he'll provide it another way. What is this? I've never seen you provide like this. I thought it had to come from this. And you just made it rain on me. God's about to make it rain for somebody in here. Listen, listen. One day they're hungry for meat. Because they're like, okay, we got bread, now we want meat. Here's what I've discovered about difficult people. They're never satisfied. Never satisfied. Complainers are never satisfied. So what I learned is this, and hey, I've learned to give people the release they need. Look, look if you want to do all that complaining, I release you to go do that somewhere else than to somebody else. Because you'll never be satisfied. If I do that, then you're going to want me to do that. If I do that, then you're going to want me to do that. If I do that, then you're going to want me to do that. And you're not complaining for the sake of positive change. You're complaining because that's just what you do. That's just what you do, right? So, so this is how the children of Israel were. They were just complainers. They were complainers. So they're like, now we don't have no meat. So the Lord was like, are y'all serious? By the way, all these 40 years, I never let your sandals wear out. What kind of leather is that? These are the original red bottoms. Come on here, lady. God says, your shoes ain't even going to wear out. And y'all tripping with me over some meat? He sends quail. He sends so much meat. The Bible says when they start eating the meat, the meat comes out of their nostrils. That's disgusting. His little kids say, be disgusting. Not disgusting. Be disgusting. So little kids say, it's disgusting. God feeds them. So, so guess what? So one day they get to this rock. And, and they're like, oh, we got bread. <laughs> we got meat. We ain't got nothing to drink. Moses, you brought us out here to kill us from thirst. He forgot his lesson from the past. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. What are you facing now where you forgot your lesson from the past? You've already dealt with hard hearts before, M Moses. Don't you let them do this to you now. So they come up on a rock. And the Lord says, Moses, Moses, I am that that I am. Speak to the rock and tell the rock, and the rock will produce for you. The rock was an anthropomorphization. Of Jesus. What does that mean, Bishop? Just a real nice word. It means Jesus turned himself into the rock. 
and said, speak to the rock, which is me. And when you speak to me, I will produce for you. Bishop, why do we pray? Because I'm speaking to the rock. <laughs> and when I speak to the rock, the rock's going to give me living water. Come on, y'all. He says, speak to me. And Moses, the people start doing what they do. They start complaining. They start complaining. And Moses gets so angry, he snaps, crackles, and pops. Everybody look at me. He takes, you ready? We presume that he took his shepherd's staff. As a bishop, we call it a crozier. We presume that he took his shepherd's staff. The shepherd would record their history on the staff. What does that mean? They would etch into the wood every time they'd won a battle. So when they had to lean on their staff, they were leaning on their record. And I need you to know you got somebody with a good record. Well, they've overcome some stuff. They beat some stuff. Some stuff tried to take them out, take them down, wear them down. But you can lean, what, on my history. My history tells me I can handle this. My history tells me that the same God that got me through that is going to be the same God that gets me through this. So Moses takes that. And you know what he does? I'm not going to literally do it because I don't want it to be prophetic. <laughs> he takes it. And he, the people are just hollering and screaming, acting a fool. He says, here now, you rebels. You thirsty? With your old thirsty, dry self. At this point, he don't care. Just thirsty. Thirst is real. Oh, thirsty. And what does he do? He strikes the rock. What does he do? He strikes the rock. And when Moses strikes, y'all play when I strike the rock. Okay? All right. What does he do? He strikes the rock. He said, why does it need to be such a big sound when the rock is struck? Because that one bad decision against the wrong one. Because see, Moses, you ain't playing with people now. You're playing with God. And you let your issues with these people mess up your relationship with God. Don't you let them be why you quit. They're not why you started. I swear for the Lord today, people will try to push you to the edge. I'm preaching what I know and make you say, I can't take it no more. But they didn't call you so they can't cancel you. So he what? Strikes the rock. And when Moses strikes the rock, when Moses strikes the rock, water gushes out. And the Lord says to him, but Moses, but Moses, I told you to speak to the rock. Out of anger for them, you struck the rock. You let them get in between us. And I already taught you how to deal with them when you had to deal with him, Pharaoh. You forgot your lesson. Say, Lord, remind me of the lessons I need from yesterday in my future. So the Lord makes him a promise then. The Lord says, hey, Moses, um, you're not going into the promised land. Yeah. Lord, it was one mistake. Now, but this mistake? See, you got to be careful that you, don't, that you don't snap, crackle, and pop on the wrong one. Because this mistake, Moses, yeah, I forgive you, but, I, but, but you have forfeited your future. 
And for everybody listening to me online, everybody that's in this building, I need you to worship God. Here's why. Because if you're hearing this, that means God says you haven't forfeited your future yet. I need you to worship God right there. I need you to worship God right there. I need you to worship God right there. Somebody say, I have a pulse. God has a plan. Say it again. I have a pulse. God has a plan. I have not forfeited my future. So Moses, Moses dies. A new God takes over. Say Joshua. Joshua takes over. Joshua was not always Joshua's name. Joshua's name originally was Hoshea. Moses changes his name to Joshua. Here's the difference. Hoshea means God can save. Joshua means God has saved. His serving changed his nature. His serving took him from a man of could do to a man that did. And I'm going to tell those of you that serve, your serving is your setup. Because he's given a nation he didn't have to build. In other words, when you serve well, God will have stuff transferred to you that you didn't have to build. But you didn't. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right there. And for some of you, you're about to have some stuff signed over to you that your serving set up for you. Say, my serving set me up. Say it again, my serving set me up. So, so that's Red Sea. And Red Sea means the end of a storm and the storm's ending. The end of a storm and the storm's ending. That's what Red Sea means. Right? They crossed the Red Sea. Somebody say they crossed that. Um, that's two significant meanings. The end of a storm means the fourth quadrant of the storm. That's when a hurricane is the most intense. But it's also the end of the storm's ending, which means when it's worse, that means it's almost over. When it's, listen, when you literally want to just take the mic and just pow, 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 pow. <laughs> that means it's almost over. <laughs> Who can give God glory that the intensity of a storm in one area of your life is evidence that that storm is almost over? Come on here. Somebody said that storm is just about over. But now where are we at? Joshua takes over. Now they're at the Jordan River. For the Red Sea, Moses waves his hands, lifts his hands, and the Red Sea parts. They never have to get into the water, but it still requires boldness. But now they're at the Jordan River. And the Jordan River means to get in there. Which means, check this out, the Bible says, the Bible says this, that they had to actually get in the water this time. The Red Sea, you simply worshiped, and your worship sent a storm, and the storm parted it. Now you're going to have to get into what scares you. Now you're going to have to get into what it is that you're fearful of. And the Bible says that the river was at flood stage, and flood stage means that it was at its highest stage, which means water was places it didn't belong. And he says, you're not going to step into no regular river. You're going to step at a river when it's raging. But, but, but here's what the Bible says. But that meant it was harvest time. Listen, that meant if you could get in there, there was something you were about to get from it. Let me see if I can say it another way. Get in it to get from it. Get in it to get from it. Get in there to get something out of it. The Red Sea was about their past. The Jordan was about their future. Somebody say their future. Both processes required boldness. Everybody say boldness. And you talk to me like an army. Say boldness. boldness. Hebrews 10.35. Cast not away therefore your boldness, which has great recompense of reward. Recompense means God's going to pay you back. For 430 years, you built something for somebody else. 
God says, but I was teaching you how to build. So that way, when you get into yours, you know how to build it for yourself. I need you to make this declaration and say, not one moment of my life has been wasted. Uh-uh, nothing has been wasted. Because I was learning something. I was getting skills. I was developing. I was getting wiser. I was getting stronger. I was getting better. Are you hearing me? So now, check this out. He says, you need some boldness. Recompense of reward. He says, I will pay you. If you're bold now, I'm going to pay you back for all of what was brutal before. That's recompense. Recomp. Pay you back. Recompensate. Pay you back. Say, pay me back. Pay Is there anybody in the building or anybody online? Well, you got some stuff from your past that's been brutal. Let me tell you, 2021, please receive this. Please receive this. I'll know by your praise. 2021 is your year of recompense. 2021 is your year of recompense. God says, I know it was brutal. I know it hurt like hell, but I'm about to pay you back. And I need you to hear God's word to you. And it's happening this year. Your next 12 will be your best 12. If you believe it, put a praise on it, church. But watch, recompense and reward. Somebody say both of them. He's going to pay me back for what was brutal, but I have to be bold. And here's the deal. What was brutal, here's what it wanted to do. Take your boldness. Because now you're scared. You're not afraid of new, you just don't want old failure. You're not afraid of new, you just don't want old pain. You're not afraid of new, you just remember what it felt like to not win. And so now you're scared to make any move because you don't want to move wrong who am I talking to cast not therefore away your boldness sounds great recompense next next part of reward he says so your boldness for it is going to pay you back for what was brutal but also it is going to ensure that I'm going to reward you for what you do next in other words somebody say nothing will be wasted here's the deal not only does it require boldness Here's the other thing, both process, Red Sea and the Jordan, here's what both required, patience. And patience is the level of endurance your character can take before becoming negative while being delayed or provoked. Notice the whole process. For 430 years, you're being provoked. Then when it's time for it to be over, now you're being delayed. How do you know I'm being delayed? Because 10 times I got to go ask this ninja to let me go. And the Lord already told me that he was supposed to let me go. But it's the Lord that keeps hardening his heart and won't let me go. How am I going to do what God said to do? And then when I do it, God going to be like, no, I ain't going to do it. Because he says, you need some boldness and you need some patience. I'm developing patience. Never pray for patience. You are tested for patience. You're tested for it. You're tested to see how much patience is in your system. You're tested to see how many antibodies you got in your system to delay or provocation. And for some of you, you've been through so much. You, you Listen, you, you are fully immune against any further delay or provocation. You can look at the delay and say, every delay is for my benefit. You can look at a provocation and say, every problem is for my purpose. I'm immune to this. I can't get this twice. Shut your mouth. I need you to worship God that God has taken you through a process to develop your patience. You can't scare me with a delay. I've lived through enough. You can't scare me by provoking me. I've lived through enough. I'm immune. 
So we have to be delayed or provoked to get out. Then when we try to get out, 10 times we go to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh's like, no, 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 no. When he should have been saying, yes, 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 yes. So here we are delayed again. Then when we're on our way out, now we're provoked. Check this out. It changes. The provocation came, watch me, from an enemy. Now the provocation is coming from inside of my camp. Let me tell you how you're further than you think. See, you expect your enemies to do it. You didn't expect somebody in your camp to do it. Because as they're walking out and they see Pharaoh behind them, they're like, Pharaoh coming, oh my God, Moses, you brought us out here to kill us. Are you serious? I just got you out of 430 years. And I got you out of here rich. We left with silver and gold and gold, stuff we never had in Egypt. You're loaded. And now, watch me, now the provocation is coming from the people around me. Let me tell you how you're further than you know. Is that the enemy shifted from your enemies to people in your inner circle. Okay, these people ain't saying nothing. Anybody over here? Well, you watch me. It's not the. It's not. It's not even who you expected to be against you now. You don't even hear from them no more. Now all of your hell is coming from people that are walking with you. So now they're delayed or provoked again. Then they got to cross the Red Sea. Ten million people, or excuse me, two million people have to cross the Red Sea. That takes a long time. That's patience. And Pharaoh them are behind them. Nim is a southern colloquialism, which means and them. Pharaoh them are right behind them. So now they're being delayed and provoked again. Now they get to the other side. And Pharaoh, he stand, look, look, look. He, he, he cussing, but he cussing from over there. I need you to realize God says, I didn't shut your enemy down. All they can do is talk because they can't touch you. I need you to rejoice that the best they can do is post on Facebook because they cannot touch you. You can't touch this. Uh-oh, uh-oh, listen. Somebody said you can't touch this. I feel like preachers say, I'm unstoppable. I'm unbreakable. I'm unbeatable. I'm untouchable. Just look at somebody, point to them, say, you can't touch this. Look, I got to move. I got to move, I got to move, I got to move. So now we're on the other side. And, and because of their own complaining, now they're delayed again. But this delay was self-inflicted delay. There's a lot of delay and provocation. Somebody say, I need boldness and patience. Hebrews 10, 36, for you have need of patience that having done the will of God, what's his will? His will is his word. So when we come to church, we get his word, that's his will. So how do I know what I'm supposed to do? You just, you're listening to it now. How do I know what I'm supposed to do this week? You're listening to it now. And this is why Wednesdays are so important. Midweek is so important. Why? Because let's just be honest. Look, it don't take long for life to start trying to touch you. <laughs> And then that's why you need a midweek so you can tell life, you can't touch this. So that you may receive the promise. Check this out. He says, I have to do his will, then I can receive his promise. But I need patience that you may receive the promise. Do his will and watch it work. Say, when I do his will, I'll watch it work. So here we are. Now we're at Joshua. We're in Joshua chapter 3. Joshua has taken over, and now they're about to face the Jordan River. So they've already dealt with 40 years of delay. 
Somebody say, that's too long. Make this declaration, please, and don't say this unless you mean it. Say, no more delay for me. Mm -mm, mm -mm. That was about to, uh-uh, uh-uh. There's a few of us that, listen, we ain't backing down like we did last 12, but we're going to be bold and have patience. Say, no more delay for me. So look, so now they're there, and they've been delayed, and they've been provoked. And look at what God says to Joshua. And Joshua uh, said, here is how you know. And uh, here is how you should know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive out from before you. Say, say without fail, drive out from before me. Now, why does it have to be driven out? Which means it's going to require some tension. It's going to require some friction. See if I can go further. It's going to require some difficulty. You're about to drive them out, which means they don't want to go. You're about to drive it out, which means this thing is stubborn. Come on here. This thing says, I ain't going nowhere. Check it out. Who am I going to drive out? The Canaanites, the Hittites, the Havites, the Perizzites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, Icantina, Sonny and Cher. You got me? The shy lights, the night lights, the strobe lights, the black lights. Let me say, the Ike family. Now, listen, check this out. You ready? The Ike family has been preparing your promise. What do you mean? While you were going through your process, I had somebody else building your stuff. So you're going to drive them out so all you do is get in there. You ain't going to take no sides. You're just going to take. And I need for some of you to hear in your next 12, you're about to walk into a business you didn't have to build. You're about to walk into something. God says, somebody, I got somebody else building it for you. Somebody say, I don't take sides. I take over. It is. I'm almost done. So look. So look. So look. Let's skip to verse 15. And as soon as those bearing the ark, I taught you this last week, they stepped into the water. They had to do what? Get in there. As soon as they had stepped into the water, uh, the feet of the priest bearing the ark were dipped into the brink of the water. Verse 16. The waters coming down from above stood and rose in a heap very far away. So check this out. When they got in there, the obstacle they thought they were going to have to cross moved. Look at me. It only looks bad now because you think you're going to have to deal with something you won't. I'm going to talk to these people because they ain't saying nothing over here. Y'all better get this right when I come over here. Look, It only looks bad now because you think you're going to have to swim through the water. You're not. When you get in there, he's going to make the water part for you. Middle section, please get this together. It only looks bad now because you think you're going to have to Go through the situation. Go through the water. But God says, the moment you get in there, I'm going to part the water for you. It only looks so intense and so overwhelming and so challenging and so difficult now because you think you're going to have to deal with something that you're not. Like you think, oh, my God, I'm going to have to deal with this and this. And no, you're not. When you get in there, he's going to make it part. 
See, it only looks difficult because you won't fill out the application. <laughs> fill out the app and it's going to be different for you. Please listen to me. It only looks difficult for you because you're like, God, how am I going to do that? How am I going to run one business in two different states? Ooh, who am I talking to? It only looks difficult now because you haven't got in there yet. Once you get in there, he says, then I'm a part of it. You, you're never going to have to deal with the water except that one time. And the Jordan River was known for being a dirty river. He says, so I need you to just be willing to get down and dirty once. And if you don't mind getting dirty once, what does that mean? I don't mean evil. I don't mean negative. I don't mean ratchet. It just means I need you to not mind having to put in hard work once. Because if you'll do it once, I'm going to make sure that this thing opens up for you. And for those of us that know, in these first four months, something's about to open up for us. I just need you to prophesy. Somebody say, it's opening. Say it again. Say, it's opening. So check this out. So check this out. The water stands up. Millions of them begin to cross the, the Jordan River. Come on, give me marching music. Let's go. We're crossing over the Jordan. We're crossing over the Jordan. We're crossing over the Jordan. We're crossing. We're crossing. We're moving faster than that, though. We're crossing. We're crossing. Somebody say, I'm crossing. Somebody say, I'm crossing over. Saying, I'm bringing everything with me. All my experience, all my wisdom, all my strength, all my wisdom, all my knowledge, all my faith. Everything's coming with me. Everything's coming with me. Say, I'm crossing. Say, I crossed over. Stop. Who's on the other side of the Jordan River? Deuteronomy 7 and 1 tells us who's on the other side of the Jordan River. Right when you think, God, it's finna be easy. He's like, let me show you something. We've been through the Red Sea. First off, we've been through Pharaoh. We've been through the Red Sea. We've been through the wilderness. We went from Moses to Joshua. Which means I had to, watch me, I had to change who I was used to hearing. God, I could spend time right there. Move. We went to that. We crossed the Jordan, this dirty river, and now we're ready to live. I'm living my best life. And as soon as we get there, it's seven ninja tribes. <laughs> for me to deal with. What? Check this out. For everybody who thinks it gets easier, can I help you? Yes, you ready for this? Yes, you sure? Yes, Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You ready? Yes, it never gets easier. Let me tell you what happens. You get stronger. That's why you needed all of this. So you could get up here and not be scared of this. This is not that. The Red Sea was about my past. The Jordan is about my future. They look similar, but they're not the same. See, some of you are like, God, I'm going through this again. You are not going through this again. It looks similar, but it's not the same. Somebody say, this is not the same. Here it is. I'm almost done. 11, 15, so check it out. So when they get there, they got seven nations. Somebody say seven nations. There's seven nations that are on the other side. Seven nations. Look, it says, when the Lord God brings you into the land that he entered you to take possession of it and clears away many nations from before you. 
What are the nations? Somebody says seven of them. Seven. seven is the biblical number of completion, which means God says, I'm gonna complete something in you now. What does that tell me? You ready for it? If you don't shout off of this, I'm walking off the stage. I, I promise you, I will walk off the stage and you can go listen to the 915. You ready? You made all of that progress incomplete. Oh, let's go. If you got this far and you weren't even whole yet, if you got this far and you were incomplete, just imagine what you are about to do. Yeah, yeah. You got this far and you weren't even complete. You got this far and you never had the team you needed. You got this far and you never had the support you needed. You got this far and nothing was ever the way you needed. And if you did all of that incomplete, I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, imagine what it's about to be. You did all of that and you were still dealing with your divorce. You did all of that and you were still dealing with financial issues. You did all of that and you were still dealing with depression. You did all of that and you weren't even complete. You weren't even whole. You literally didn't even have what you needed. I'm just getting ready to complete something. You did all of that and you were limping. You did all of that and you were bleeding. And if you did all of that and you weren't even all together, imagine what's happening in 2021. I need us in this building online to just worship God for your next 12. Come on, can you worship him? Go five. We're almost done. Four, three, two, one. Say my next 12 will be my best 12. Listen. So look, he says, I'm going to clear these nations from before you. <laughs> Here it is, the Hittites. So what did he say? I'm going to drive them out from before you. Now listen, all the seven nations, please listen. The reason they're in front of them is because they're things that are in them. I'm about to show you. Whatever is in front of you is an indicator of what's not been dealt with in you. The scripture says, guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. Tutsa is the Hebrew word there. Not tusiro, but tutsa. Here's what it means. Everywhere you look, there you are. Which means whatever I'm facing in front of me is an indication of what's still in me. Can I show you? Here's the first nation, the Hittites. He says, you've been broken and so now you're fearful. So what I'm going to do, the first thing we got to drive out of you is fear. How am I going to drive it out of you? Say, I've been broken, and there's fear. See, this thing, I don't know what they got in here. We're going to make it work. Check this out. This, uh, this looks real nice, right? Its job is to crack the pepper, which means the only way I get something out of the spice is I have to give it harsh friction. I have to break it so I can smell it. I have to break it so the good stuff comes out of it. I can't eat a whole peppercorn. I have to have it ground down. Hmm. God says, I had to grind some stuff in your life, and it was broken. And you were broken, and that made you fearful. So the first thing we're going to drive out is your fear. How are you going to do it? I'm going to put you in stuff that makes you deal with fear. I'm going to put you in stuff that's scary as heck. 
Anybody dealing with some stuff right now where you look at it like this is, this is. And here's what's funny about it. You've all, your history already says you've done more. But God says, but I haven't driven that fear out of you. So I'm going to drive it out of you. I'm going to drive it out of you. Here, here's the next nation. Here's the next nation. So, so that's, 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 who is this? This is the Hittites. Say, so here's the next nation. Come on, talk to me. Say, here's the next nation. The next nation, next nation, next nation is the, uh, is the uh, Girgashites. This means stuck in clay. Mud dries, mud hardens, it becomes clay. Check this out. Lot's wife. Here we go. The Bible says, remember Lot's wife. God says, come out of Sodom and Gomorrah. That represents how you used to be, how you used to live, what you used to do. Come out of the mess of your past. What does she do? She turns around. And she checks behind Lot. Here's what happens. is She gets stuck in clay. So the Bible says she's turned into a pillar of salt. He says, so I'm going to make you deal with your mess. I'm going to make you deal with the stuff you've been stuck in. Which means when you get stuck in it, sometimes you're going to need reinforcements and it's going to have to come from you. You're going to dig deep to find this strength. You're going to dig deep to pull yourself out to bed. You're going to dig deep. You're going to be like, I don't know, but I just, you're going to have to pull on your own thigh, pull on your own leg. But I need you to make this declaration and say, I'm coming out of this. I Here's the third nation, talkers. Talkers. Here's the third nation, talkers. See, the, the problem with talkers is they always got red hot gossip about you. I don't know what they put in here, but I'm going to preach it. Look, check this out. God says, you need to deal with some people talking about you. You need to even deal with some people introducing doubt into you. Why are you trying to do that in the middle of a pandemic? Don't you need to wait? Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. It's flood. And if it's a flood, that means it's time for me to get in there. It's flooding. That means it's time for me to get in there. You may have to wait until the pandemic is over, but I got a word. I will prosper in the midst of a pandemic. Problem is, too much hot sauce can mess with your stomach. Too much hot sauce can mess with the other side, too. Check this out. God says you need to deal with people trying to add their flavor to your stuff. Talkers. Talkers. Why are you doing this? Why are you so faithful? Why you do this? Why you do that? Why you be giving? Why you be serving? Why you be doing this? And then and here's what at first it's, you know it adds a little flavor to you like, yeah, praise God, I must be doing something right. And then after a while, you got more hot sauce than greens. He says, I'm gonna drive out your fear of them. Because you let talkers talk you out of stuff. You did that the last 12. He says, so this time I'm going to drive that out. What does that mean? I'm going to empty this bottle of hot sauce. And God says, I'm going to let them say everything. Watch me. Listen to this. I'm going to let them make up stuff. Who am I talking to in here? Well, you ain't mad that people were saying stuff. You were mad that you made up lies. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Is there anybody in the building, anybody online, where in the last 12 months somebody has lied on you? And you're like, you... You're going to lie, at least make a good one. I'm offended you think that low. Make a better lie than that. 
Broken and fearful, stuck in clay, talkers. Here's the next one, Canaanites. Canaanites, you ready? Here's Canaanites. Canaanites, he says, you, 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 you get excited about stuff, but you don't do nothing. You have zeal, but no action. You're like an ice cream scooper. <laughs> you got everything you need, you just don't give us no ice cream. <laughs> you got zeal. Look, you fired up. You're excited. And everybody came. We like, look, let me get two scoops. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me get them two scoops. And you're excited. But when you go to do something, we can't find you no more. Because you have zeal with no action. He says, so what I'm going to do is you're gonna, I'm going to make you take some action this year. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to force action. I'm going to force action. Why? I'm going to make you be in a situation where you have to do something. Say he's going to drive it out. Here's the next one. I'm almost done. Here's the next one. The parasites. Parasites means wild. He says, you've been wilding out. You've been wilding out. Listen, <laughs> this is double acting bacon powder. You act one way in here. And you got another act out there. You've been wilding. I'm going to figure it out. You've been wilding. You've been wilding. Like you super saved in church. Ooh, but that's Snapchat. Ooh, but that Instagram. Let's just be honest. How many of us have had wild out moments where we just lost our natural mind? Let's just be what is that natural mind? It's another southern thing. It just means, you, what are you doing? Like, you didn't forget. Like, 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 you're off your square, and you think something, like, you think it's right to be off. He says, you out here wilding. You wild. You know you don't belong with him. You know you don't belong with her. You know that relationship is ratchet. But you wildin'. You know, those friends are not even, you don't even enjoy. The only thing y'all have in common is the drinking. I'm about to get real prophetic. Let me go. Let me go. You already know it's too low for you, but you're wilding. He says, I'm going to drive that wild out of you. Because you are a line crosser, a history maker, a boundary breaker, a line crosser. And God says, I'm not going to let, you're not going to end up like the rest of your bloodline. You're about to be the first, 2021, you're about to be the first to get it done. Can you just throw a one up in the air in this building on the line and say, I'll be the first. Here's the next, here's the next, here's the next. I got to finish. Here's the next. The, the Hivites. At 915, they had the Abonics version. It was submission. 915. Say submission. Check this out. He says, you're going to have to learn how to submit. Because for the oil to flow down, you have to get under it. <laughs> Listen, what is oil? Represents anointing, grace, favor. You can never get the oil of what you're not submitted to. What is submission? Getting under a mission. That's why, see, watch me. That's why in church, God sets you under a pastor so you can get the oil. The oil represents the word. It represents grace. It represents favor. But check this out. This principle of submission, check this out. It says, God, your will, not my will, be done. Which means I have to sub under, get under, so that I can receive a pour. I can't receive a pour. Listen, it doesn't pour laterally. 
It doesn't pour what you trying to make yourself more than what you are. It doesn't pour what you trying to, I just want to have my voice. My it doesn't pour that way. Sometimes you need to realize my job is to submit and get the oil. My job is to submit and get the oil. So it says you're going to learn to submit. Because some of you, you're scared to submit because the last time you submitted, submission was taken for granted. But can I submit something to you? What if that was necessary for your process? David submits to Saul, who literally tries to kill him. He literally, Saul sits on the throne. He throws his javelin several times to try to murder David. You know what David does? He's like, oh, shoot. God, no. He goes right back to his spot and starts playing the harp. For many of you, the moment you think you've been treated halfway unfair, I'm out. I'm gone. Anybody? And God says, but you need to learn how to submit. You need to learn. Y'all don't like this, but it's Bible. You need to learn how to be faithful. You need to learn how to be consistent. Even when you think it's unfair. Not popular, but it's principle. I can talk about that. I did that. So I can talk about that. I did that and stayed on my assignment and stayed on my square and would not raise my tongue in a negative way. It's quiet. Say submission. Just this last one. This last one. The Jebusites. <laughs> this means your ruin and your downfall. He says, I'm going to drive this out of you. He says, here's the deal. You're not scared of new. You're afraid of old ruin and old downfall. So you're afraid that you might not have the tools <laughs> to rebuild this time. Because the last time you had a downfall, you were in your 20s. You ain't in your 20s no more. Last time you made a mistake, you were in your 30s. Now you're in your 50s. You're like, I, I can't be doing this. But can I tell you, listen, you never, ever stop having to live by faith. So for those of you just sitting back thinking you're just going to have a pina colada on the beach, listen, you may have a couple days of that. Get you a nice virgin pina colada. Virgin. If I listen, if I listen, God says, I'm going to drive all of this out. Somebody say, he's driving it out. Can I finish this message real quick? Verse 2, when the Lord God give them over to you and to defeat you, what does that mean? God says, I'm going to show you all of it. You're going to see it all. These things are in you, and they keep manifesting in front of you. What's holding me back? The stuff that's in you. What's blocking me from my future? The stuff that's in you. All of these are not, they have nothing to do with the people. All of those Hebrew definitions of those words have nothing to do with the people they're against. It has everything to do with what the people point out in them. You need some people to point some stuff out to you. Come on here, y'all. You need some people to say, uh-uh, that's clean, but this over here is a whole mess. What does he say? I'm going to give them to you. What does it mean? I'm going to throw it in your face. And you're gonna, you need to defeat them? What does that mean? You're going to have to go to war with them. You're going to have to defeat your not wanting to submit. You're going to have to defeat your wilding out. You're going to have to defeat feeling fearful because you've been broken. You're going to have to defeat people with their red hot gossip. Be glad you're being talked about. That means you must be doing something. Matter of fact, can I help you? If ain't nobody talking about you, you must not be that good. I need you to rejoice for everybody that's running their mouth about you right there. You must be good at something. In the verse. Let's go to the next verse. Let's go to the next verse. Look at this. Look at this. Look at verse 17. If you say in your heart, these nations are greater than I, how can I dispossess them? Dispossess. What does that mean? 
Okay, but it's me. Here, come grab these. Come grab all this stuff and put it right there. Come on, real fast, real fast. I'm late. All right, let's do a recap. Here, got the oil. Here, there you go. There's the oil. Let's go. All right. Pharaoh, Red Sea, Red Sea, Jordan, Jordan, seven, they're all right here. It's all right here. And he said, you're going to have to dispossess them, which means you're going to have to get them so they're no longer in your way. And all of this stuff has been in you, so you're going to say, how can I even do it? How do I learn to submit when I ain't never seen a submissive person in my bloodline? All of them out of order. I, how, 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 do, how, is it, how is it I'm not supposed to wild out when I, when I had a rough day? I want to wild out. Because you cope another way. Hmm. You used to cope by wild and now you cope by worshiping. Look, verse 18, you shall not be afraid of them, but you shall remember what the Lord God your deed did to Pharaoh and all Jesus. He says, I need you to remember what I already did. The great trials your eyes saw, the signs, the wonders, the mighty hand, and the outstretched armor which the Lord God brought you out. So you, the Lord your God will do to all the peoples of whom you're afraid. He says, here's the truth. You're afraid of dealing with this stuff. You're afraid of dealing with these things. You're afraid of actually taking action because excitement is easier. I'm going to get this business. It's been sitting on your dining room table for weeks. I'm going to get my credit together. It's a joke, y'all. And, and TransUnion is still like, so when are we going to hear from you? I'm going to get my body together. And the gym is like, we have not seen thou. Hence in thine place. <laughs> Check this out. Here's the truth. We really don't want to deal with it. Can we be honest? Because like, we just don't want to. I mean, it's, just, it's stuff we've learned how to get through, and it's become so normal that we think it's regular. Or it's supposed to be there. Y'all still here? We're almost done. Look at this. Verse 21. You shall not be in dread of them. Can you just point to these little props out here? Just because this represents your life. Point. On, at home, point on your screen in the building. Point. Just say, I will not be in dread of these things. Say, instead, I will not be afraid of what's ahead. Say, the Lord God is going to clear away these nations little by little. Wait a minute. Look at verse 22. The Lord your God will clear away these nations from before you little by little. You will not make an end to them at once. Here's what we want. Boop. Promised land. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. Somebody said, that's not how it works. Come on, talk to me. I'll say, that's not how it works. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Say, not all at once. He says, lest the wild beasts become too numerous for you. Here's what God says. Here's what God says. You trying to deal with all of this at one time. He says, I don't want to do it that way. I want to do it in stages and phases. So there's going to be stages you deal with fear. And you're going to conquer this level of fear. And then I'm going to put you in something deeper. And deeper and more. Say stages and phases. He said, because I'm not going to let you be overwhelmed by what I promise you. 
He says, I'm not going to let you be overwhelmed by it. He says, so I'm going to do this in stages and phases. Somebody say, I receive stages and phases. Here it is, verse 23. But the Lord your God will give them over to you and throw them into great confusion until they are destroyed. The word destroyed in Hebrew means until you accomplish it. So God says, say little by little. So little by little, you're going to have victory. Little by little. But you don't really care what they say no more. Little by little. You submit like you've never, ever submitted before. You ain't wilding no more. You chilling out. Matter of fact, you enjoy solitude now. You're like, look, give me some time to myself. I, I don't need a crowd no more because I learned to clap for myself. What broke you now is blessing you. Because now you're not afraid to tell your story. You, you telling people, look, let me tell you how I messed up, how I screwed up, how I jacked up, and let me tell you how God made it up. Shut up. <laughs> and uh, you, 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 you're dealing with, with, your, with your salty stuff now. You, you, you're, dealing with, you're dealing with your past stuff now. You're dealing with the stuff that had you stuck like Chuck. He said, you ain't stuck no more. And now you don't just get excited. You do something. But notice what the Bible says. Here it is. Look what it says. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to make you confront it. And then I'm going to throw them into confusion until they are destroyed. What does God say? I'm going to make all things. Shake that up for me real good. I'm going to make all things work together for your good. It's noisy, and I know it's messy in here, but it's working together for your good. So when you have moments of confusion like this, God says, I need you to embrace it because I'm destroying what was trying to keep you out. All things are working together for your good. Why? He's intentional. Come on, 1115. Somebody say, he's intentional. So look, so look, so look, so look, so look. God says, now look, there's some stuff looks good. But what's at the bottom of this pan? Turn it up. What's at the bottom of this pan? Wait a minute. All of the stuff that was broken has now came out of this. And it's in the pot. I'm making it work together for your good. Say, it's working together for my good. He said, but listen, stages and phases. Because there's still a little bit of stuff you were stuck in. So you're going to have some moments where you're going to feel confused. But somebody say, but it's working. Let me have seven singers say, but it's working. Come on, say it again. Say, but it's working. Seven singers. Come on, let's go. Somebody say, but it's working. Together for my good. Stop. Open it up. God says, I'm putting all of this in here and I'm making it work together for your good. I want to use this last analogy and then we're done. This last analogy and then we're done. Y'all remember that game at the arcade? Guacamole? It's Spanish. I need y'all to know y'all Spanish. I'm just joking. Macamo. Remember how 
remember how you hit one and you like, boom, this area is good. 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 To only have the other ones pop up, y'all swap places. And now you got problems in other places. You ever finally got your marriage together? Finally got some communication with your spouse? Finally got your money together? But your kids still ain't got on the same page? You're gonna catch it in a minute. Somebody say, not all at once. He says, you finally got your self-esteem back. You finally got some confidence. He said, but you're still fearful of failing again. So for many days of your life, nothing has all worked at once. But in 2021, here's God's word to you. Somebody say, it's all coming together. Every, everything in your life is coming together this year. And notice it's 2021, which means one. God says, I'm going to complete some things in you. Can I get you to worship God that in 2021, all things are coming together. All things are coming together. All things are coming together. Come on, lift up a worship and a praise right there at 1150. Everybody stand with me. I ain't doing it all at once. But by the time you get to 2021, say by the end of this year, everything coming together. So you're going to make some progress in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. And when you have moments where you're like, oh my God, I got this together. Now this is messing up. Just remind yourself, say not all at once. And when you finally get something else together and something else messes up, just remind yourself, not all at once. Say, but my prophetic word for my life is by the end of this year, all things will have come together. If you're watching this, you're online or you're in this building, you've never given your life to Jesus, today's your day. Secondly, if you're giving your life to him, but you've not been faithful to him, today is your day to recommit yourself to the Lord. Third, if you're like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God. Wherever you're at, today's your day. On three, in this building or online, online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. In the building, I'm going to ask that you raise your hand. If you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure, on three, I want you to respond. God's coming to get you today. You're not watching this by accident. For those of us that are in the building, you're not in here by accident. One, God's coming to get you today. If you need to be a Christian, recommit, or just be sure. One, two, three, and that's you. Respond right where you're at. Do that hand wave emoji. Online or say it's me in this building. Just lift your hand wherever you're at. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say this to me. Say, Father, thank you dying in my place because of this belief because of this confession if this is my first time praying this i am now a christian if i was far from you i'm reconnected to you great days are here for me all things are working together for my good in jesus name i confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my lord and savior in jesus name if you just prayed that prayer, text decision at 55498. You became a Christian, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you are now sure. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. 
Text the word DECISION to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.